Nurses Station. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 10th floor. It's me, Matt. Hi, everybody. It's Kat. And you hear you're on the elevator. You're riding all the way up to the 10th floor in General Hospital, a structure and hospital built by ABC Studios to make sick people healthy again. <laughs> in the city of Port Charles. Well, you know, back in the beginning, Matt, it was that place for Steve Hardy says, you want to be a pretty girl You want to be a pretty girl again, don't you? Everybody (laughs) wants to be a pretty girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, everybody go back to watch the very first episode of GH. You're going to love it and hate it all at the same time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All at the same time. It is so 1967. It is. It really is. You know what I learned recently? You know what I learned recently? Recently, recently, you know who's been on General Hospital? The, not the actor, but the character. You know who's been on General Hospital since its second year to today? Audrey. She's not on today. No, she's, she's alive today. today, but she hasn't been on since like 2014. Okay. On today. On. Since the second season. They were on on Friday. As legacy as they get. Legacy as they get, really? Legacy as they get. And they are connected to a family that is really anchored by just this one person. They were on on Friday. Not a Corinthos, not a Quartermain. Victor! Not a Weber, not a Cassidine. Not a Cassidine! Not a Cassidine, no. They were married to a Weber. Hmm. And then some, and then while they were married, she flirted with this man who was in charge of the campus disco. And at the end of one of their dates, he did some dastardly stuff to her. And then she wound up marrying him anyway. And they had three babies. Laura? Two babies. Well, he used to be married to her. This person. It's Scotty Baldwin. He's been on since the second season of GH. He really? was a squirt. He was a little kid at first. I thought Ken Schreiner went. He he went on in the mid seventies. Ken Schreiner is the actor who has always played adult Scotty. Oh. But Scotty Baldwin started as a child on GH. <gasps> really? Yep. Who did he play? Uh, no, I mean Scotty Baldwin. Ken Schreiner has always played Scotty, but Scotty Baldwin, the character, is, has been on GH since nineteen seventy. Oh. Like 1970. So he was mentioned by his dad, Lee Baldwin, then. So it, it, Lee Baldwin is his adopted father. Do you do you need, you want some Scotty Baldwin history? I'll give you some Scotty Baldwin history right now. Okay. All right. Well, so, but can you do it in his voice? That'd be funnier. Right, so this character was originated <laughs> as a child in the 1960s, played by the child actor Johnny Whitaker in 1965. Johnny Whitaker, like from the Family Affair, Johnny yes. Whitaker. Oh, my gosh. In 1965, he was succeeded by Teddy Quinn in 1966, Tony Camp from 1969 to 1972, Don Clark from 1973 to 1974, and Johnny Jensen from 1974 to 1975. They were just changing these kids like crazy. Wow. But the character of Scott is most commonly associated with Ken Schreiner, who who assumed the role in the beginning of August 2nd, 1977. So yeah, um, so yeah. See, I mean, this that's kid, all pre me watching it. This 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 kid was just jumping around, just being a little child. Um, and Scotty and Bentley through over and over again, huh? Over, again and again, from from two <laughs> to five to seven to twelve to twenty. Um, so he came in. He his mother's Meg Bentley. He had a sister, step sister, step step sister named Brooke, and they came to Port Charles all together as a trio. Then his mommy started hmm. falling in love with doctors. Until Brooke did the very first GH, I'm going to sleep with your husband storyline. So Brooke seduced Scotty's mother's boyfriend, Dr. Noel Clinton. (laughs) And then she met Lee Baldwin and then they got married. And that's when the whole Scotty thing really, really, really started to get going. And Lee Baldwin adopted him. Lee Baldwin, uh, yeah, Megan Lee Baldwin had uh, married each other. Lee adopted Scotty. They became a family. Uh, Meg developed breast cancer, went crazy, uh, died in the mental institution, and Lee was his primary parent after that, though not his biological father. And then 
And then Lee married Gail, his stepmother, and she, he was married to her for a very long time. Yes. So all of this happened when, when Scotty was still a child. So when all of this stuff with his mother went down and Lee officially adopted him and all that, that's when little kid Scotty disappeared into the ether and then came back after, metal, after law school and started his whole thing as, as Ken Schreiner or with Ken Schreiner and the whole Laura stuff. Well, isn't that interesting? I, do, I, you know, I was a child myself at the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you've grown up with Ken Schreiner. What can, what can we argue with, uh, with Scotty Baldwin? Probably about the same age. Yeah. So, hey, I mean, that's really, I think I think that's neat because I always thought Monica. Cool. I always thought Monica is the one that's just been there the longest. But no, Scotty Baldwin. Now the now Monica, the actress, you know Leslie Charleston yeah. may have been on the show longer than than. Uh, Ken Schreiner. She's I don't know probably, for sure. She's probably. I'm sure she was on the show before Ken I showed remember, up. I remember him saying in an interview at that. I think it made it might have been with Stephen Bradford. Um, but she, she, uh, or he. I think Ken Schreiner said Monica's got me beat by two weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. Something mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> so around about the same time. I don't know. I, I thought that was that. a little neat little note that I came across this week about Scotty. That is just, neat. Scotty is General Hospital. Um, he's been on, and I looked at Ken Schreiner's tenures with GH mm-hmm. and the so Port Charles because he was on Port Charles for a long time. Mm-hmm. The, the the spinoff. Um, yeah. Uh, he was one of their anchors. Him and Lucy, I think. Him, Lucy, and mm-hmm. Kevin, I think, were like the big three. Yep. Um, but he was like, yeah, so he did Port Charles for a number of years, but he's been a part of ABC Studios, Soap Opera's Life, and all that kind of stuff, and he's really only missed gaps of, I think, the longest has been five years. Wow. Since 1977 or whatever it is. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's just been neat. I, I, let, let's get, let's get him on the show. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> That'd be great. Wouldn't that be great if Ken Schreiner would do our show? Yeah, it would hey, be Ken. super cool. No, we're listening. Hey, we're listening, Kim. you're listening, we're all listening. Come Kim. on now. Come on, we spell your name right all the time with an I. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I just did this, this, this Wikipedia deep dive. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Ken, Funny. it's Kin. Like, you're my kin. <laughs> there you go. You're my kin. <laughs> kin. You're my child. So, yeah, anyway. Um, uh, so, anyway, while we're talking about Scotty, we can talk about how Scotty is losing his effing mind. Is he? I mean, he's a little worried about Liesl. He's so worried about Liesl. And he's yes. like, well, you don't care about your mother. Just ask you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done it yet? Have you done it yet? Have you done it? I'm going to call you until you do. <laughs> well, he's right. <laughs> Listen, Jason's not the only person on the planet that can go save Liesl Lobrecht, okay? Let's just cut Jason out of it, all right? They don't need Jason. Well, evidently, right now, Sonny and Garly don't need Jason. <laughs> 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 oh, man, there's some fun stuff to talk about Gladys, too, but we'll get to it. You don't need Jason for this, all right? Okay, we, you've got Anna there, you got Robert there, you got Valentine there, you got Drew there, you got Sam there, you got Dante there. What is Jason? Oh, you don't need Jason. Valentine, you've been captured, though. Yeah, it'll be fine. He's just got to continue to pull at uh, old Victor. Old Victor Cassadarn, his daddy. Who's like, Peter, I've been hiding alone on this island for so long and no one knew I was here. Until you came around and started messing things up. <laughs> Grab him, boys. <laughs> he did mess things up, didn't he? I'm but totally right. into it. I'm so into it. Okay, you know what? You know what they did when Wes Ramsey was off of General Hospital? Fixed they Peter. Do? They fixed Peter. They had uh, they had long meetings. They had talks. <laughs> they clearly figured out. Okay, Peter is not the scary one that we thought he was going to be. So let's make him a goober. <laughs> and now Peter's <laughs> running around like a goober. Well, Victor does have a tendency to put him in his place, doesn't he? Okay, so clearly Victor's been the one that's actually in charge, pulling all the strings. He's the one that had the money. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peter's been running around going, my dad, me, do, 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 all of my dad's connections. But no, no. It's all Victor's. And those, those, we saw, we heard phone calls spatteringly yeah. through all this where he was answering to somebody or calling someone for help. Mm-hmm. It was Victor all It was Victor, along. yes. I told you to kidnap her, not kill her. Holly. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yes. <laughs> Victor all along. That Victor getting pissed at him now. Well, but for good reason. For excellent mm-hmm. reason, I'm totally into it. Um, I just, I think it's, I think it's a perfect turn for Peter because they, they have been setting him up as this criminal, just unstoppable phase on mastermind that nobody was getting behind. Mm-hmm. So they took that away and said, no, 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 no. It's been Uncle Victor this whole time. Mm-hmm. And Victor, however, you just don't know what his motivations quite, quite could be now, do you? <laughs> Because clearly he's sympathetic toward his boy Valentine. He's very sympathetic toward Liesel. Yeah, he likes Liesel. And he's kind of uh, turning against Peter in a certain way. Oh, especially after Friday. Especially after Friday. So, um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what to expect from. I mean, Victor's up to no good, of course. Of course, he's but a Cassidy. What no good is it? What no good is it? Yes, there's got to be something. There's always something fueling everybody. Yes. And or if it's somebody fueling him, maybe he's not the only Cassidyne uh, hanging out there. Maybe he's not the top. Well, maybe he's the middle. Let's see. Stefan still is wearing an eye patch on One Life to Live, right? Mm, or Bold and the Beautiful life. or whatever. You play some yeah, dude named Patchy or something, right? Patch. Yeah. He's got he's a little eye patch. Age, I believe. I don't know if he's currently on. I don't pay attention to that show. I don't Why know don't, if he's currently on. That but character, yes, that character is that actor's big, big one. You know, the one that he's yes, played forever yes. and ever and ever. He was, he came yes. in with Stefan for about five years on GH, but that was him stepping away from the thing that he was famous for. Yes, right. you're right. It's kind of like it's kind of like Steve Burton going over the Young and the Restless and playing Dylan McAvoy for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, um, just, Dylan just... McAvoy ain't really in his wheelhouse. <laughs> Jason Morgan is. Jason Morgan is. Jason Morgan is. There's lots. Of, there's a lot to mm-hmm. talk about when it comes to that love triangle too, and I'm sure we're gonna get to it. And we're gonna try to not say the name Carly Corinthos eighty five thousand times, mm-hmm. but we're gonna. <laughs> well. We'll <laughs> kind of we'll hard not to. It's kind of hard not to. But right now we're talking about Crete, and yep. um, and yeah. So um, so Drew has figured out that he's been brainwashed again, or second layer of brainwashing. There was only one yeah, time. Yeah, what, what was the time before? What was the what was the word they said to him this week? What was it? Condi- turn, conditioning, it, training. Yeah, something like that. He said something. Yeah, and got him going again on a second level. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah. Of Elena's <laughs> hypnotic mind control. Yeah. That's fine. At least it's not a clicky pin. <laughs> no, it's a tarot card. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Maybe it is maybe fine. maybe that's what they're doing with everybody. Maybe Holly's gonna be mind controlled. Maybe that's what they're slowly working with on Valentine. All we gotta do is just clink this teacup. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Clink a teacup. Like get out. Like get out. <laughs> If you haven't seen Get Out, Ma, you got to. <laughs> What's it called? Get Out. I don't know that. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, it's... What's Get Out? It's, it's, a, it's it? a movie made by Jordan Peele about um, a bunch of people that want to do a bunch of stuff, and it's interesting and compelling, and there's hypnosis in it. Okay. All right. The movie's been out for a really, really, really long time. Basically, it's about a bunch of white people in a community who want to put their brains in black people's bodies and live their lives. It's really interesting. Mm. You should check it out. I never. And it's not super violent. And it's I'm just sure a psychological find, thriller. Right? And is it probably easy to find? Oh yeah, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Check I it don't out. know about that one. Check it out. Uh, okay. And yeah, so they clink the teacup in that. Oh, okay. And there's That's... my reference. That's my reference. There's your reference. There's my, okay. there's my entertainment reference. Well, clinking the tea, teacup, you would think that if they were ever going to do something with Anna, that, that would be it, work. right? That would be what... Because she's what just such a prim and proper Brit. What's she having her tea at four o'clock? I'm going to have my tea. Listen, we're going to take a moment to stop this, this, this investigation to find out what might be happening on this island because I need my Earl Grey. <laughs> and there's my obligatory Star Trek reference. Mm. Ah, to Earl Grey Holt. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. So that uh, that island's heating up. Um, you know, we got a, we got a lot of exposition and a lot of uh, characters coming together to share their information this week. So that means mm-hmm. next week, some mm-hmm. stuff is going to happen. Some stuff is going to happen. Yes. 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 
and some stuff is going to happen too in Port Charles. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. All kinds is of stuff is, has been has been it's it's been teed up. The dominoes have been set, and we're going to get mm-hmm. our every six to eight week knockdown. Ah, so Spencer's in jail. Yep, Spencer. Oh, Ava. Esme's <laughs> freaking out. She is kind of freaking out, isn't she? Oh shit, my stuff is unraveling. Here, here, here's the biggest mistake that Esme has made so far. I can name one detective, one terrible, terrible, terrible detective. That's a part of the PCPD mm-hmm. that has been flirted with and cutesy-eyed with. To get out of trouble like this before. Mm-hmm. Harrison Chase ain't gonna fall for nothing that Esme's thrown at him. Nope. I don't think uh I don't think Harrison Chase is falling for anything either. I think she kind of seeing through her to a certain degree. I'm willing to put her in a jail cell as well if she keeps on talking. So we've already laid down the comparisons between Esme and Nell. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going to really affect her, is because Nell River already has blown through Port Charles. Nell already has manipulated Chase in the way that Esme is trying. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that maybe there could be some sort of connection between Esme and Nell? No. It might be a stretch. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I still think there is a connection between Esme and Kevin and Ryan. Ryan, yes, 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 yes. And because I do think the connection is with Ryan, and because of a connection with Ryan, there will be a connection with Kevin. Well, I mean, if she's his daughter or something like that, then absolutely. Then absolutely. Yeah. Um, I can see her, because she's 20, or, they made, or 18 or whatever. They made a point to say that that that, that um, Nicholas, or not Nicholas, Spencer is only 18 years old. Like, that, yes. I felt like they made that a point. And they made a point to tell us too that Esme is not twenty one when Jordan kicked her and when uh yeah. when Curtis said, right. you know, it's a good fake ID, but get the heck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's not actually twenty one. Uh Spencer is eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe very close to nineteen. Um so just just the age of Esme does not to me feel like daughter. And I know that dudes can have babies up until they die. But, oh, oh, yeah. but she's really young and for him, it would have to be a nurse, a thing, something like that for that for that to work out, which is a complicated storyline, which I'm totally into. But it would be easier, I think, for her to be a grandchild. Hmm. Just because, I mean, uh, um, Laura is the grandmother of Spencer. Kevin is yes. the grandfather of Spencer. Yes. Um, Elizabeth is 30 years younger than those people and the mother of Cameron. Like, just when it comes to the ages of the players involved, she's mm-hmm. more lined up with the grandchild age than the child age. Wouldn't it, hey, wouldn't yeah. it be crazy? Wouldn't it be crazy if she was like, uh, Scotty's granddaughter? <laughs> just something wild. Well, he has a kid. He does. Serena, right? Serena, Serena. is the one that's alive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and who knows? You know, I don't know. They they really could connect her to any sort of any different people. But I really like the idea of Ryan. I love that they brought Ryan back because I didn't Thank know you. Ryan. I didn't know Ryan at all. Because yeah, he was Ryan. blown up thirty years before I was born, or whatever it was, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> Ryan is, is a delicious character to bring back. To delicious character, and had been gone for so long. You know, mm-hmm. like dead, dead, dead. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, he's just been in Ferncliff this whole time. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. And what they've gone, and, oh, the 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 catatonic thing, the eye blinking and Morse code to communicate. All of that to me is super interesting. <laughs> it really is. All of that is super interesting, especially since Ryan now they're they're positioning Ryan to not be the baddest of the bad guys. They're positioning him to be the one that's like, oh no, you thought I was bad. Wait until she picks right. up a knife. Right. Right. And I don't believe he's locked in because they just give us tiny, tiny clues that he's not every I, once in a while with some kind of smirk on his face or something. Well, maybe he can just smirk. <laughs> um, with, with, I don't know. I, do, I don't. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't but know um, since he can blink in Morse code. Gonna happen. Oh, yes. They're not going to just leave Ryan just blinking and sitting in a chair and nothing else going to happen. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, so Esme's desperate to find this lawyer and they're, they're setting it up so she's not going to get Scotty, right? And Scotty's the lawyer you get when nobody else is going to take your case. Well, sure, because his face is on the billboard on the bus stop, on the bus stop. right? I called this non, this 800 number on the bus stop and they just laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you know, Scotty's who you call when you, you when you're just like, I need a lawyer. Yeah, I'll defend mm-hmm. you. You know, like he mm-hmm. defended Nell. Mm-hmm. You know, like come on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, put me on retainer. Just put me on retainer. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know what's gonna go on with that. She's she's gonna need to reach out to somebody for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, some they're gonna be one blonde grandma pissed off as all get out when she she comes back to hound. I don't I don't recommend she goes to her. And I absolutely love that they mentioned Laura in conversation today about it was I don't remember who Nick not today this week I don't remember who Nicholas was talking to it might have been Kevin I'm not sure but he was talking to, to somebody and he was like you I really wish Laura was here because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm making terrible choices and the only person that's really been able to tell me that I don't make terrible choices is my mother the one to show me the right road to help me make mm-hmm. the right call has always been my mom. And she's she not always, here. She always talks me down and she always gives me clarity. Yes. She basically talks the Cassidyne out of him. Yeah. And she's not there to talk the Cassidyne out of him. Nobody's no. there to talk the Cassidyne out of him. No. she's no one. There's no one there currently to talk, to remind him of the goodness he's capable of. Right, right. And that's right. what Laura really offers him. And who to ever, remind him yeah. that he's not all Cassidyne. There's two halves in yeah. to remind him that he is capable of making a good decision and thinking about somebody other than himself. Yeah. He's got to be reminded to do so often, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hey, you know, I mean, if Laura hears about all of this stuff, she's going to have a lot to talk to Marty Ray about. Mm-hmm. And so Marty Gray is going to come back into town with just all kinds of information and love for his Wait. family. I know, mm-hmm. I know. I'm more excited to see Martin Gray back than Laura, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I just... I, I like I I like them both so much. I'm they like, they are good. They are good. I I really think that that I I still feel as though Cyrus is going to make a grand return when Laura and Martin come back from the summer vacation. Uh, I, I really think, think the the main the the only reason the only reason they put Cyrus into that whole limo explosion crime thing was just to remind the audience that Cyrus is around, and Cyrus is still trying to pull some strings behind the jail cell. Because nothing's right. come from that. They didn't go attack him in his jail. Jason didn't send in his goons to go stab him in the kidney or anything like that. I think they were just reminding all of us, hey, remember this guy? You remember this guy? Remember how he's yeah. he's still trying. He's still trying. Mm-hmm. Remember him. Mm-hmm. Remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm totally into it. Jeff Cobra's great. So any chance we get so to see him. Many times. Now that it, now that Sonny came back home yeah. and in conversation about what's what's happened and the reason why they did this, the reason why they did that, Cyrus has been spoken of many, times. many, many, many times. So Cyrus is not dead and gone. He will be back. I'm sure they're just waiting for the story to all line up so it makes sense. Right now we're very yeah. deep in yeah. Crete. We're very yeah. deep in Crete. Exactly. Right? <laughs> we're very deep in Crete. We're very deep in the Cassadine trouble. Um. Mm-hmm. I would say those are our two main, well, in Sonny's return, will be, probably be our three main storylines right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but before Sonny's we get into is- another one of the major storylines, I want to talk about one of the minor storylines that was only featured one time this week. Okay. And that's my favorite odd trio. Brando, Gladys, and, and, and Sasha. <laughs> okay. First of all, Sasha. <laughs> Okay, so uh, uh, Sophia Matson must have had that baby because she was practically oh, she in labor in that episode. Yeah, well, I have never seen did. somebody more pregnant than no. Sophia Matson. Sophia's not pregnant anymore. Man. No way. That's There's no way. Come on. That's, that's a belly. That's, that's, no. That's a makeup. No. 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 Don't sit there and lie to me like that, Ma. They filmed that a month ago. Okay. Holy crap. That's not a fake pregnancy belly. Fake pregnancy bellies are perfectly round and obviously always fake like Laura Wright was wearing. Mm-hmm. That thing was lopsided I... and huge. <laughs> <laughs> you could practically see her belly button sticking out six inches. Well. I don't agree. I think that Sonia's <laughs> belly this past so, yeah. week was a fakey belly. And I think that she had her baby right after the last time we saw her on screen. All right. Well, one of, of us has given birth to three children and another one of us has only seen a film strip in science class about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So clearly I'm right. 
and you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I, I, <laughs> but I think that um, I think that she's going to have her baby in character. Very, 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 very soon. That was like her final appointment. <laughs> I mean, she looked crazy pregnant like uh, BLQ did. Yeah, 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 yeah. She looks heck pregnant. She looks heck yeah, like, pregnant. You know, it is like going to topple you over and pull you to the ground. <laughs> like the doctor should be coming to your house for this examination. You should not be going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. How did the seatbelt mm-hmm. even wrap around you? My goodness. Mm-hmm. You're my goodness. You're as I big know. as a house. <laughs> That's something you can say to a pregnant woman, right? They're okay with that, right? No, they are not. Oh, shoot. Okay, I to make that note. They don't want to be referred to as big oh, ever. So they don't want to be like, wow, you must have a huge baby because you are so ginormous. Yeah, they don't want to. Okay, that. all right, all right. I, I just need to learn how to talk to women, I think is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, men like to be told about the things that house, It's kind of like this, Matt. It's yeah. kind of like this. It's the same thing as, you know, not necessarily when I was pregnant, but when I was, my dim, my dimensions were bigger. My oh, goodness. You're bigger. even still sensitive about it now when it's been 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No matter if you're a bigger person, you got a big old ginormous pregnant belly, or you got a big old ginormous hamburger butt. When you wake up in the morning, we you call are them the cakes first nowadays, that... mother. They're cake now. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You are the first person in the morning to know how big anything is. <laughs> no one needs to point it out. <laughs> oh goodness! You see, you see, where I fail is 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 in my community. When you when you're when you're talking to a man, they like to be told what is enormous about them. You got big muscles. Your smile is huge. Your anatomy is girthy. You know whatever it is that they want to hear um, is always um, positive because it is large. I guess with women, it's not the case. They no. want to be called tiny. They want to be called demure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but whatever, whatever, whatever Brando's telling Sasha, it's still working because you know everything still seems to be going really great for them. Um, Sasha has actually, in my okay, we got to break this part because we only get once every two weeks with these three people, and like I've said yeah, before, they, they're doing yeah. a great job with telling this story in the smallest of bits. They are, huh? They're, uh, we, we talked before on the podcast about their dinners that they've been having, where it's clearly things are developing behind the scenes and they're having more conversations about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Ma, you need to move out. You need to get the baby's crib out of my room. Ma, I told you you need to go. Like, that kind of stuff was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And now we're into <laughs> this, okay? And I have to talk about one Miss Gladys for a second, all right? We need to pull her apart. All right, we're going to do a Gladys deep dive, all right? Because there's been enough years now for us to do a deep dive into Gladys, Okay. All right. When Gladys found out that Sonny was alive and nobody told her. Yeah. And she took the little napkin and she uh-huh. dabbed her little eyes. Uh-huh. <laughs> in a moment of genuine sadness over the fact that nobody thought to call Sonny's cousin about him. Mm-hmm. Because one thing Gladys has been very, very, very clear about. She is a part of that family. Absolutely. And then she don't, and you know, she, she just feels like it's undeniable, right? Because they are blood related in it. And at the end of the day, she doesn't believe that anything else really matters. Right. And it's not Gladys's whole world is this family. She, her, she's the center of this whole world in her own head, but Mm -hmm. her entire surroundings and everything that matters to Gladys is her family. And that's, that's mm-hmm. soaps, you know, that's soaps, mm-hmm. that's classic soap. Oh, absolutely, that's soaps. Nothing matters other than my family. My family is who I truly love, who I want to support, who I want to see succeed. And I think mm-hmm. that that most recent scene that we had with the Odd Trio really, really, really showcased that, but also showed us that Gladys is still Gladys, okay? Dabbing her eyes over the fact that nobody told her Sonny was alive. Genuine. Mm-hmm. She was genuinely hurt that nobody thought to call her. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the conversation, when she said, Brando, I didn't necessarily want you to be in the mob, but I wanted you to make as much money as everybody else does. 
I want you to have a good job. I want you to have something that's not a mechanic shop because she does she sees that as below his potential. Right. And so it hasn't been, I need you to be a criminal. I want you to be a bad guy. It's you have so many skills beyond what you're doing. You are so much better than fixing somebody's car. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I mean, mechanic, absolutely super, super important to the world. If no more mechanics ever came to be, nothing would work anymore. That's true. But, but you know, mechanics make, make, mechanics make plenty of money. Take your car and that'll show you right there. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> but also at the same time, you know, that the difference between, in Gladys's mind, the difference between making $150,000 a year versus making $2 million a year. It's an obvious mm-hmm. choice to her and should be an obvious choice to her son. And she's trying to encourage him to get the most that mm-hmm. he can. Well, she doesn't want him to be affiliated with anything that may be what she considers blue collar. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because of the success of Sonny. Like if everybody mm-hmm. was still Corbin, if everybody was still blue collar, like Sonny's dad, Mike, mm-hmm. then maybe her, her perspective would be different. Maybe. But I think Maybe. that the the conversation that they had was super important. Um, I think it really, really grew um, Gladys in a way. She's still going to be annoying and she's still going to be herself. But sure, I think that it grew her in a way. It gave us a different perspective on her relationship with the mafia than we ever gotten before. Because it seemed like she was so like in love with the life and so interested in getting involved. And I want to oh. be Carly, the wife of the... Yeah, well, she wants desperately to be important. She wants to be important because she has not been treated importantly. Ever. 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 She's never acted important either. Well, I we don't know much about her before the Dev thing. We don't know anything about her life before Dev because that's when she was introduced. Well, yeah, and the only thing that she's alluded to before was how hard she worked and how how hard it was to keep things together and how hard it was to keep afloat and how hard it was to take care of Brando. And she don't want to sling hash anymore. Yes, maybe. And there's a whole life of Gladys that we have not had a chance to explore Mm -hmm. yet, which includes all of that hard work that she did to take care of her boy. Doing these menial jobs and the things that she didn't respect because she knew she was better than this. She knew she was stronger than this. She knew she was smarter than this. She knew she deserved more than this. And to see her son go, yeah, I'll just, I'll just run a machine shop. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, this is not what I did. Right. This is not why I right. worked so hard. This is not why I lied about you dying in Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so I, I, there's, I, there's a key element of Gladys that we don't know yet. And once we learn it, I, I think so. that she's going to become sympathetic rather, more sympathetic rather than being just super annoying. And I'm looking forward to that day. We'll see. This is the beauty so of new characters. To, you want her to have more layers. I want her to have more layers, and I want her to have, um, I want her to have a layer of 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 brokenness to a degree, mm-hmm. of of see. of. Working her whole life for something that never, never manifested. And so this is her just saying, F it. Yeah. Like, that's what I, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see explored. Mm -hmm. If I was Mm -hmm. writing the show, that's where I would go. Okay. And you would redeem her some way along the way. Uh, In some, in some capacity, but you know, that's, that's me. Um, You know, if GH wants (laughs) wants somebody to to, to redeem all the villains, I'll figure out a way to, to, to connect Mm -hmm. all those dots together. I'll do it. Um, Because I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and Gladys isn't a villain. She's a, a minor antagonist. She's just kind of in the way. Yeah, she's not a villain. But she's, she's not a villain. You know, she's a bigger. She's a bigger danger to herself than she is to anybody else. Right, and Brando made that clear too. Like, like, Ma, you want me to get in the lifestyle that almost just killed you? Yeah. In the same sentence, you were like, "Oh man, I'm glad I wasn't in that limo." By the way, you should join Sonny's organization. Mm-hmm. Ma, do you hear what you're saying? Right. Just really good. Just really, 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 really good. And, and I, don't, I love it. I don't think that we're going to see the Boshimas or the Novaks come back and try to do a dang thing about either one of those guys being gone. I don't think Joey's going to come back either. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Matt, I think we jumped off Crete too fast. Okay. Tell me more about Crete. Well, we did see that Cameron Matheson um, takes his shirt off very nicely. And then, man, oh, man, does he, does he eat anything? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. No, no, no. <laughs> he hasn't had a carbohydrate in about seven years. Yeah. He looks great. I mean, I guess. If you're into that. He looks great. Um, But I thought I... I I loved it. I love I love that Peter's kind of been put in his spot a little bit. I know. Like, yeah, we already talked about it some, know, but it's good to revisit. Yeah, but it is good. It is good. <laughs> and um I I was kind of taken aback at first when they first showed us the scene where Robert and Anna are back at the open cafe and there's mm -hmm. the the yellow tape and yeah. stuff. We didn't get to see that happen. No. No. Right? No. And somehow, somehow, with uh, whatever mind control they did with him, he managed to get out. Right. He drew, managed to get out, yeah. get into trouble, get grazed, and get thrown back in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get that. Well, did you wind Not up going really. back and watching the shootout? No. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, he, he, like he was grazed and he ran off and then he went into the woods and took his mask off and it was true. So I guess at that point he just kept on running and going back to the palace. Uh, what, what day was that on? I think it was Friday, last Friday. Oh. Yeah, we talked about it last time. It's all right. It's okay. I guess. You know, it's just a boom, boom, shoot, shoot. Oh, my arm. And he runs away. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it was nothing. It was nothing. Okay. But yeah, but no, you don't remember it because he was under mind control. Yes, he was under mind control. Mind control. Hmm. Well, it's it's fun that it's fun that there's Anna's there, Robert's there, Sam's there, Dante's there, Valentine is there, and soon Jason and Britt are going to be there. Right? Yep, that's a lot of people who are on Crete. That's a lot of people on Crete. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And oh, everybody already nice. knows. And now everybody knows that Victor is alive. Victor doesn't realize how much everybody knows he's alive yet. <laughs> how many people know he's alive. But he's mad about Peter, right? He's mad at Peter saying that he, I was able to stay anonymous for all this time. I'm not sure. Well, do people know that it's Victor? I don't think they quite know Victor's involvement just yet. They just keep on saying Cassidine, Cassidine, Cassidine involvement, Cassidine involvement. No, uh, did I miss something? On Friday, Robert and Anna found out it's Victor. Ooh. Okay. Well, I must have missed that. I think I watched it about 45 minutes ago, so I'm not surprised. Mm -hmm. okay. 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 Well, neat. All right. Awesome. Well, well, since they know, uh, yeah. So it, it, it's Peter. Just it, Peter's recklessness is really what it is. It's getting in the way of Valentine's plan or Valentine of, uh, of Victor's plans. Mm -hmm. okay. And who is the who's the mastermind over there that keeps on throwing people together to be able to talk about things? I mean, that's you put people together with the same cause, they well, might I make mean, like plan. I said, Hello, like I said last week, I, I, it just felt like it was a little more on purpose. But with Victor's revelation that you're ruining everything, boy, um, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe it's just poor planning. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Arrogance? Either. It's been so long since anyone known I'm here. I can get away with all of this. Yes. You know, yes. That, might be, that might be the case. We're going to have to see what happens. How it all flows yeah. together. And what happens once Jason okay. and Britt make it to the island? Because I guess things are going to continue to heat up. Um, but Jason being away from Port Charles is going to allow Sonny and Carly to fight. Yeah, and we saw a little crackle of that already. Okay. Are you ready to jump off Crete? Because I'm ready to talk about Nina and Sonny. Okay. Right. <laughs> Nina and Sonny. I, again, love this show sometimes. Because mm -hmm. we experienced a masterclass of understanding your story mm -hmm. between Sonny and Nina. The fact that that conversation started between Sonny and Nina and ended between Nina and Mike was brilliant was brilliant he managed to crack through when they were in that crimson office right so he came in all sunny 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 he did and she did not react the way that people usually react to sunny because nina's not afraid mm -hmm. of him really mm -hmm. she's not afraid of sunny because when she sees his face she remembers mike she knows how safe she was with him she also noticed that sunny has not thrown her under the bus when it comes to the whole love romance thing 
he she let him say his piece. Okay, what are the rules? So I've got ground rules so he's going to follow. Okay, well, I'm not going to do these things. What are we going to do if blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then Mike peeked through and said, but I'll tell you when she gets over it. Mm-hmm. It's safe to come out of hiding pretty much. Right. How are you going to do that, right. Sonny, if we're never supposed to see each other? Make an exception. Mm-hmm. Boom. He's Mike now. Because now, instead of trying to scare her away, he's thinking about seeing her again. Mm-hmm. And that's bringing that to Mike. Yes. I can make an exception. Yes. And she's like, oh, you can make an exception for me, huh? <laughs> and, you know, Carly, gonna, Carly, and J- Carly and Sonny are going to have some problems, definitely. Oh, because... Yes. You know, he's he's making them answer a little bit when it comes to their wedding night and that they were going to have a real marriage. And he understands. But at the same time, he's throwing some judgment there a little bit. Folks, you got to remember, long form storytelling. Exactly. Okay. But um, that's going to she and, and Carly is feeling kind of bad about it. Jason's feeling kind of bad about it, you know, and, and I think Sonny's kind of facilitating them feeling bad about it to a mm-hmm. certain degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when all this, when it all is very, very commonplace known that he did the same thing. He fell in love with somebody else and came right to the cusp of having his clothes fall off. They did the same thing. She's going to be mad as hell about it. Because she's been judged for what he exactly the same thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have to see how all and of gonna that comes cracks, to play. There's gonna be cracks in I mean, their marriage. So long form storytelling. We all have to come to the understanding that Sonny has really been back in town for about three days. Mm-hmm. In this fantasy world of non-reality that we're watching, okay, it has been three weeks. It hasn't been a month. It's been a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And what I have said from the very beginning seems to be the case here, where Sonny was so excited to be home that he wasn't thinking about the details. Right. I ran home, and there she was, my wife and my best friend. Awesome. I'm back. Mm -hmm. I'm back. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's thinking about it a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. And he got truthful answers from both parties. Like, which I was so impressed. I was impressed with her. I really was because that is not in that's not in her wheelhouse to come clean right away and be honest. She might even be honest, but she's gonna put a twist on it. Well, I mean, she definitely passed Sonny's test with that because he asked her these same questions he asked Jason, knowing what the answers were. And he was testing her. Mm-hmm. And she fessed up, so you know, kudos to to her, I suppose. But uh, not good for Sonny because Sonny is here's here. I haven't watched it all. Like I have, I don't have the thirty years of viewing history, so I can only talk about what I think they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And what they're trying to do is show that Sonny and Carly, while floating around each other for so long and marrying and not marrying and marrying and not marrying and marrying and not marrying, they seem to always marry because of some sort of problem. We can't testify against yes. each other. I'm really sick. Something, yes. something, something, something yes, has always yes, yes. caused them to get married. Not because I love you, baby. There's nobody else. Let me drop on my knee. And maybe that's happened mm-hmm. once out of the five times, maybe. Yes. But, but you're right. They're, they're for the most part, they continue to get married to each other because they need to be married to each other for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think what they're, what they're, what, what is on paper here and whether or not it's being successful, I suppose, is going to be up to the fan and their personal opinion about it. But on paper, they are showing that it truly has always been Jason Carly. But yeah. she continues to marry Sonny because it is the better option for this, for us, for this problem, for this thing, for this, 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 this. And what they have is mm-hmm. a lot of momentum mm-hmm. and a lot of antagonistic passion. Mm-hmm. But they don't really, I don't know, it's so hard because that, that can also be love. But is it the love? I don't know. 
So that's why I think it's so interesting because this is really the first time that they truly examined Carly and Jason's relationship in juxtaposition with her relationship with Sunny. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just, I think that the potential here for some amazing drama is so great if they can pull it off correctly. Mm-hmm. If they don't suddenly change directions, if they don't concede pressure, if they continue mm-hmm. to let this build of Sunny going. No, my time in Nixon Falls changed me. Mm-hmm. It was the thing that made me go, this, this isn't for mm-hmm. me. I thought this was for me. This was for me for a long time, but now circumstances and situations are different. Mm-hmm. Like um, when Chase and, and Sasha lied about having the affair. Mm-hmm. Couple split up. The couples tried to come back together, but it just wasn't the same. The same. And I think that's what we're going to be experiencing with Sunny and Carly. Where it's just not the same. You got a little I too close so. to Jason. I, think I got so a little too, too close to Nina. Now, I see I see Sunny Nina 2.0 happening at some point. Absolutely. I don't see Sunny and Jason going back together. Carly and Jason? Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, Jason and Carly. I don't see them going back together. No. Um, you never know, because I certainly have been wrong in the last few months. <laughs> but I do see Sonny and Nina coming coming back around each other. Yeah. You know, because, you know, ultimately, um, even though it hasn't been really all that grandstanded so much, but he has protected Nina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By just not clarifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, and then um, uh, the the conversation Nina had with Ava was super, super, super important to that development as well because Ava's the only person that has confronted Nina so far with the love half. Not just that you knew it didn't tell anybody. She was the, oh, Sonny was Mike? Yes. And Nina tried to spin away from that. She did. I thought, oh my gosh, are you gonna, you've come clean with everybody else. It's like, not about the love thing. No, not about, no. Everybody only, else only has been about after knowing. About, yeah, everybody else has been after her about about lying and keeping away. But you're right. Ava was the only one to be able to bring up the love thing because she's the only one that's really known about it. She had enough details uh, to put it all together. Yeah, yeah. And Ava and Nina did try to to spin around it, didn't she? Mm-hmm. She actually tried, but then she finally had to say, it. "Well, yeah." Uh, Ava's no pushover. She 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 knows what the truth. She knew what the no, truth was. Ava so. is no pushover. I love me some Ava. Now, now I do love Ava. This week was great as well. Goes up to Carly. Hey, let's talk about the the custody. Yeah, you're going to talk to Sunny about that. Okay, I thought we could be a unified front because of how well we worked together. We got she was gone. while he was gone. Uh, yeah. I thought we could work it out that way. It's easier on him. But cool, I'll just talk to him about it. I'm not trying to start nothing. I'll get out of here. Carly. Mm-hmm. Ava's trying to start something. Listen, guys, once again, Carly is not the hero. Carly is not right. Carly is not the good one. Carly is not a good person. Carly does not want people to be happy. Carly does not want people to be successful. Carly doesn't give a crap about anybody except for her, her husband, and her kids. That's the end of the line. Hmm? But you can consider him family. And Jason, but you consider him family. Yeah, but um, that's the end of the line. Everybody outside of that, she does not give a single F about at all mm-hmm. at all and mm-hmm. does not trust anybody even if they have shown a year of you can trust me she still will not trust you because carly is a bad person she is not the good guy well carly knows that what people she don't give people much credit but she does know what people are capable of because she knows what she's capable of herself yeah um uh there, there's 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 a there's a study in psychology kevin could talk about it more than i could um Give call <laughs> where um, the things that you don't trust people about are the things that you are capable of doing yourself. That's why you don't trust them. Because there's mm-hmm. something inside you that says, well, if I was in this situation, this is how I would take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start to distrust. Maybe my boyfriend is spending too much time with his high school friends or whatever it was, you know? Because mm-hmm. there's something in you that makes you think that if you were in that situation, you would make the poor choice. Therefore, mm-hmm. I can't trust you. Mm-hmm. So, Carly just is a messed up person on the inside and doesn't trust anybody because of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I suppose, I suppose, but a very, very, very flawed one. Um, yes, she has a very flawed one. And, you know, um, so was Sunny. Yeah. They, they made for each other. I mean, it, it worked out because uh, of the chaos. Exactly. Like I was saying last week, you know, she doesn't have chaos. She'll create some. Yeah. Yes. She'll stir her own pot. And she will stir her she'll own full, pot. She'll find yes. something to fight with Jocelyn about. Because, uh, you know, right now Jocelyn and Carly are on the same page, but just wait until they're on different sides of an argument. Yeah, and I think it. I think that uh, when that does happen, Jocelyn is going to come is is going to respond in a different way than she has in the past because, like you said, they are. Um, General Hospital is writing Jocelyn as a young woman now. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Which I'm I'm excited about. Yeah, like yeah, it. yeah. Um... I like it. I think Aiden McCoy is totally up to the task. I think they're all up to the task, all three of them kids. Um, mm-hmm. And Sydney McKayla. I think that our 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 newest kiddo there. We're not talking about Esme. Um, I'm talking Spencer. <laughs> even though she's even though she's done a fine ad job as an actress as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like her character, but we're not right. supposed to. Right. Um, um, Nick Nicholas you know, we're supposed to feel a little more conflicted about because of all the history and, you know, having our little Nicholas Betchel there for so many years yeah. being our mischievous Nicholas, um, and, um, mischievous, uh, Spencer. Spencer. Um, and, uh, I, I like Nicholas, uh, Chavez. I think he's doing yeah. a great job. Yeah. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I loved all his scenes with Ava this week, you know, and, uh, oh man, she not giving him, Oh, she giving him what for, huh? He deserves it, though. All right. And they yes, also made a point does. this. They made a point this week too to talk about how this isn't high school pranks. This isn't mischief. This was mm-hmm. criminal. Right. Right. So yeah, lock him up. I, I think he deserves it. And like and all of that. Oh no, you can't lock him up. I can't believe you. No, no, arrest that man. He clearly threatened mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And they are arrest the little Esme and put her right there too. She gotta be very careful. You gotta be very careful. Yeah. I understand, Detective Chase. It's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe just call my grandpa. Well, I'm sure Ryan. glad. I, I'm just glad that Chase was kind of dismissive of her, and uh, I know that Kevin still got her number. Um, but you know, I cracked up when uh, Nicholas told uh, told his stepfather. Mm-hmm. You know that that he always comes back at him with his psychological stuff and yeah. sh- shrinking him. I don't want yes. him, you know, shrinking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, it's hard for Kevin to get out of that mindset, I suppose. Um, it is. Yeah, I mean, he's a great psychologist. Uh, so, I mean, I'm into it. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to next week to see how it all just collapses in on itself and creates mm-hmm. troubling drama. Um, I don't know if... if, if um, if Chase, see, I don't remember actors' names right now. I don't know why. Um, but I wonder if Chase is filming Josh that. Swigert. Josh Swigger. And I wonder if he's filming that uh, that sequel to the Christmas movie because he he he's looking like a cowboy again. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he probably he's got, is. He's got the beard back, and then he's like, yeah, I don't know, like he's just he's just looking That's like a hot Chase again. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's certainly <laughs> his paralysis is completely gone. Story's over. Uh, <laughs> Story he's back to work. Over, exactly. And did he have an office? Mm, they didn't show one. Uh, well, I, when he was no, talking to Esme, was that was that was that was at his desk, or I thought that was in another no, room? No, when Esme, he took her into the interrogation room. Oh, okay, gotcha. See, I don't know. Yeah, he took her into that interrogation room that they always use. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, it was all good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. it and then Chase, you know, being a cop again, and I just, I just, you know. If they made Chase and Dante good cops, it would be really good. Just I'm, I'm into it. Dante's a great cop. They can make Chase a good cop too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And Chase's parents just kind of fell away, didn't they? I'm sure they'll be back or something. Uh, that that storyline also to seemed to be a quick wrap up. Good. Yeah. That was one of those. Uh, all right, we're gonna. We're changing. This wasn't working like we wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
So, uh, yeah, it's just important. Um, it, you know, you know what, you guys, you know, you know what, fans, especially fans who like to um, uh, tell GH what you don't like about, it, which is it's a fine, it's 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 okay. It's how you can navigate your entertainment if you want to. It's twenty twenty one. People do it all the time. But I think what you what you should do though, I'm going to tell you what to do. All right, give it two weeks before you start complaining. Yeah, I'm going to use Sonny's watch as a or Mike's watch as as an example. When Phyllis gave the watch to Nina, people were like, why? 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 And then yeah. after the weekend, we found out why. Like, give him time. Yeah, and I was, I, that was the only time that, you know, because I you know I don't like me some Nina. Yeah, I know. But anyway, I was, I said, good for you, Nina. You did the right thing for a change. She didn't let him leave and not give him the watch. No, it's not hers. And that, and that was what cracked him. And made him Mike again for a second. So, what what she really showed, Sonny and not Mike, was the genuineness behind everything in Nixon Falls. And while he might have felt it as Mike, as Sonny, he questioned it. Mm-hmm. What was that all about? Eh, I mean, the problems with Carly, your revenge, yeah, how dare you do that? Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. But she gave him the watch and she said, I don't have any claim over this watch. Just like I don't have any claim over Sonny, and I didn't have any claim over Mike because he wasn't real. Yeah, he never existed. Yeah, um, and that would that was oh, just just watch that scene back a thousand times. Uh, it's so good um, uh, because mm-hmm. all the, you know it's so genuine, so sincere, so true. I don't have any claim to you, to Mike, to our time because he wasn't real. It wasn't real. All that and that confession of I don't have any claim to Mike makes Sonny. If we could always constantly hear a character's internal monologue, I think people would understand what's happening a lot better. Mm-hmm. Because his internal monologue would have been, well, no, that time did actually mean something to me as well. So, yes, it is your time that I gave you. Mm-hmm. But we can't hear that in his head. But that's what he's right. thinking. At least that's what I feel like that's what he would be thinking in that mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, nowadays, 2021, all that kind of stuff, a new show comes out. Everybody can just watch it in a day. Squid Game on Netflix. Everybody loves. Biggest thing on Netflix right now. People mm-hmm. are binging it like crazy. Six episodes mm-hmm. long, an hour long each. Done in a day. Done in two days mm-hmm. at the most. People mm-hmm. are able to consume stories in a matter of hours, no matter how many episodes are put into it. Which is not afforded to a soap fan. Mm-hmm. Unless you purposefully save a week's worth and then binge through that. Yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that, but then a lot of people also quickly decide, I don't like this, and skip. Because they are trying to overload five hours of television into a day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when it comes to soaps, you can't really do that binge. You can't do the binge of the season to get the full story in a matter of hours, in a matter of a day, and enough time to, to quickly consume it and have your reaction to it. You have to let them tell the story over five days a week, an hour each day, throughout the calendar month, no off-season or anything like that. You have to invest the time in the details of the story because you can't binge it. And people are used to binging it, used to getting their answers and their, and their conclusions right away, mm-hmm. which you can't do on a soap. No. Well, you know, like with all with all entertainment, and it has it has morphed completely away from what it was even fifteen years ago. And I can see how soap operas are trying to keep up with it too, because everything is so punchy now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to James Lott Jr., and he said even the wrap-ups and conclusions of storylines as the whole happen so much faster now than they used to. Mm-hmm. Our episodes are very punchy. Mm-hmm. Scenes are no longer than three minutes or anything like that. No, scenes are... Things, scenes are, you know, you go back to it five or six times, but the time that you're there is, here's a bit of the conversation next, bit of the conversation next, bit of the conversation next. Um, mm-hmm. And then the, and he was saying that the Spencer stalker thing wrapped up way faster than it would have if the story was being told 10 years ago. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, I, well, yeah, I guess, but you know, over with time, you just don't see how, how much change because it's slow change. Right. Really? Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's just interesting. I just wanted to give everybody a bunch of positivity about their show. It actually is very good. What they're doing is very compelling and interesting. You just gotta give them time to tell all of the details. Sonny knows what's going on. It's building up inside of him. It is growing and growing and growing into this hole that is eventually going to suck Mike back into reality, and he's gonna go, "What's going on here? What did I miss?" Mm-hmm. That's already starting to happen. Something right. is different now. I can feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he I wants know. and he wants to avoid his love connection with Nina and he wants to avoid that connection. I and uh stuff. So I don't know. We've been here for an hour. I think it's a I think it's time to get back onto that elevator. Because yeah. we can just randomly talk about Sunny for the next thirty minutes, right? No, no, we cannot stop yet. Oh. Can we just take like a one minute break? Sh- sure. Okay. Hang on. All right. All right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. We took a anyway. we took a one minute break. I'm gonna edit right out. What's up? I just had to talk about because I loved it so dang much. Yeah. With some of the one liners this week, okay? Mm-hmm. Olivia and Carly. Yes. On Olivia's Towner. What what happened here? You have all these opportunities. You're not going to turn any screws? Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's from that was some old, the Old Testament level. What was it again? Old Testament level. (laughs) It was hilarious, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know what it was. Old Testament level something. It was. Old Testament level violation. It's Old Testament level violation. <laughs> That's what Olivia said to Carly when she's talking about Nina's betrayal. Yes, it's an Old Testament level <laughs> violation. Just lying, <laughs> laying with a man that isn't yours. <laughs> I loved it, and and Ava referring to Nixon Falls. As Whoville. As Whoville? Yes. <laughs> and Hicksville. <laughs> Whoville and Hicksville. And then what did they they called uh they called Pawtuck Podunk is what um yeah. is what Brooklyn yeah. called uh Pawtuck. Yes, Pawtuck. And, and Austin corrected her. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, okay, so Brooklyn Brooklyn is the most vicious of all the quarter mains at the moment. Just <laughs> she... Ruining careers and all kinds of different stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, uh, oh, Brooklyn. I, I just, I just love that that one scene with Olivia, and you know, it was just like really golly. <laughs> <laughs> but they always pay their rent on time. Listen, okay, here's here's the thing. Nina doesn't own Crimson. She's just the editor in chief. So throwing that whole company out of the building is a little petty. And I know we're talking about Carly, who's Ms. Petty. Yeah. Petty, but at the same time, though, she pissed it. She's pissed at Jax too, and he owns Crimson. That's true. She's mad at Jax as well. So you know, <laughs> we'll see if he ever comes back because uh, you know he hasn't been on in quite some time, and I think we all know why. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, General Hospital was the one soap opera out for out of the four that said you still want to come here and work. You've got to have a shot. They've really been leading the charge when it comes to COVID mandates, anyway. And I don't, know if, uh, I don't know if um, if um, Ingo said no thank you or he caved and got the shot. I don't know. It doesn't know. matter. It doesn't matter. No reason to spend a bunch no, of time. I, I, really like the scene. I like the scene with Sonny and, and uh, Jax too at the Metro Court at the bar. I guess they had did, they kind uh, of came to some kind of truce, didn't they? To a certain degree. To a degree. I mean, at least in the in the current in the face of the current problem, they they essentially been like, "Hey, you weren't the problem. I wasn't the problem." All right. No need and for I us to be Sonny, at each other. I think Sonny believed him that um, I wasn't going to keep her secret. Yeah. Yeah. I gave her an opportunity to tell you, but I wasn't going to keep her secret, mm-hmm. and I think he believed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. I'm totally with it. And I think that if they would have went a different way with the storytelling, I do think that Jax would have told them the truth. Yeah, yeah. If the fire hadn't broken out or anything like that, yeah. No, I, I think that Nina would have would have as well. Um, 
I think so too. Yeah, I think I, regardless of Peter's involvement, that thing was going to come to an end due to a confession. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't. I just don't like I said. All those dominoes are set up and they're just ready to fall. And I'm just really interested in seeing how they land. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I'm interested too. So, oh, good week of GH. I'm happy about it. Um, I think that this was a good week to showcase why new characters are important, like when it comes to Esme and and, and such, and Gladys and all of that, and just w- all the insanity that they could possibly bring to um, mm-hmm. to General Hospital in Port Charles off of their histories, off of their new characters, off of all kinds of stuff. So, um, yay! Yeah. Is that Mocha? Yes, we're babysitting her. All right, well. Well, I think that might be our cue. (laughs) Yes, we're dog sitting mocha. All right, well, um, have fun with that. Um, We are going to get back onto the elevator. Okay, let's get back. Let's get back on the elevator. We're going to go back down to the first floor. We're going to go back into our cars, and we're going to prepare ourselves for next week of General Hospital, where all kinds of crazy stuff is going to happen. Yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. I can feel it. It's a I want Esme to go to jail. Because I think she I think that little girl's gonna break. <laughs> well, that means she's not break. gonna go to jail. I mean she's gonna continue to be the one that's free and making everything worse for everybody. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So get back into your cards. Get excited for General Hospital next week, because I have been Matt and I make you excited about GH. <laughs> and I have been cat, and I guess you got to listen to this Matt guy. <laughs> hey, we work together on it. We both make <laughs> GH exciting, and when it's not exciting, we get to make fun of it. So, um, I've been Matt. Absolutely. She's been cat. Go spend time yeah. with your families. With your families. Bye. Bye.